June 18th. Because of the three down probes, I'm going to have to go east 1.4 kilometers at 45 degrees, and then back west to meet up with our original course. This is to try to avoid any of the possible gas. We are still ahead of schedule, and the extended route should only cost us about half a day. Hopefully this will be safer. End of audio log 17. Yo, yo, yo. What is going on, you guys? This is Brandon here at the Sticky Buns Podcast, coming at you with a special episode, episode 46. This is Blake, episode 46. Brandon, I'm so excited to be here, and we've got some great games that we're going to talk about today. Brandon and I are both going to talk about Legends Arceus. Week two, we're going to bring kind of what we've been doing to the table. I'm going to bring this game that I'm super excited about, Ollie Ollie World. That's what it's called. And I'm also going to bring another one we can talk about at the end. And Brandon's going to be talking about Breath of the Wild. So, dude, I'm so excited for this week's lineup. Dude, how are you feeling, man? How's it going? I mean, I'm feeling super, super stoked to just talk about these games, go into what I've been playing. And, man, just two titles that I really, really enjoy. I'm excited to talk about them. One could say, dude, I'm feeling good, man. Mine are very much at ends with each other, kind of opposite. Honestly, they're really opposite genres. And I don't know, I just think it's interesting. Both years are like super big open worlds. One's arguably one of the most beautiful Switch games and the other (laughs) might not be. (laughs) But they're both open worlds. How does it feel to play both these games at the same time? That's a really good question. It definitely feels like at times, like they don't really complement each other very well. I know mm-hmm. I might have said otherwise in the past, but you know, it's just two very different worlds, and it's, it can feel very monotonous at times, for lack of a better word. Just trying, yeah, to I can see go that. Sw- switching from like this huge universe to this other huge universe. Now, I would just wonder when you're playing them in tandem, do you feel like one feels more alive than the other? Because, I don't know, I feel like they both are alive in different ways, you know? You're asking, does one feel more alive than the other? Yeah. It's a good question as well. I can't really say one inherently feels more alive. You know, that's good. I think, I don't know how I would do if I was asked the same question. I mean, like, Pokemon Legends Arceus, man. There's just so many Pokemon. And, like, there's just so many things to interact with when when you go somewhere. It really feels right. like whenever you see a patch of grass, you know, there's five or six Pokemon that could be there. And with Breath of the Wild, there's just like, it's so big that there's so many things that you can do and interact with. And just getting from place to place also feels like a treat sometimes as well. So, I mean, you know, actually, we're already talking about this. Let's just talk about Pokemon Legends Arceus, dude. And then we'll, we'll jump into the other stuff later. How many mounts do you have at the moment? Actually, I guess this is probably a better question. How many areas have you gotten to? I believe six now. Oh my gosh. Holy cow, dude. I I just got to the third area. (laughs) Wow. That's crazy, man. So is it pretty much a mount per area, would you say? No, I would say once you get your your four mounts, which is the Stantler... The bear, you know, the, the bear, the searching bear, the water, Pokemon. Yeah, I, I haven't quite gotten there, but I, I mean, it was in the promotional material, so I don't. I, I pretty much know what it is. And actually, I think those are there's only three. 
Well, I think they, they showed another one in, in the promotional material that's that, the Braviary, or the Pesuian Braviary. So I think we get that at some point. But I haven't. Oh, oh man, I got to keep playing, man, because I'm slacking on that. Yeah. Dude, I, yeah, I've kind of gotten to this point where I've just been, I don't know, I felt like I was rushing the story a little bit, like where we left off, and I was like, I should do some side quests. And I've been doing a lot of side quests, but I think that you kind of got to do them in tandem. And also, I feel like you can totally do the side quests probably after you finish the game. So I'm not like, I'm not trying to like 100% complete everything, but I'm trying to, I'm trying to pick the ones that I think are interesting because some of them just don't feel interesting to me and some of them do. One, for example, man, I, I wanted to text you this, but I, I knew that if you had gotten there, you would have texted me. So I know that you haven't done this yet. And I just wanted to just get like your kind of on air live reaction there. I'm pretty sure that this can happen for everybody because I think it's a side quest or it is a side quest. And I'm pretty sure that this is going to happen to everybody. So I guess I'm prefacing this by saying that I think this is going to happen for everybody, but it still feels, I don't know. It still feels special to me, but I got a shiny Ponita. What uh, a shiny Pokemon. Yeah. Got the blue mane, which I don't know. Ponita is a sick shiny because instead of having a orange mane, it's basically, it's like a horse Pokemon unfamiliar that has, it's like a fire type and it has like a, a fiery mane and the shiny is blue. So it's super sick, man. And there is somebody in the village that if you talk to them, they kind of say that they thought they saw a Ponita, but it looked different than the others. And at first I thought it was like, oh, it's just the, just the rapid ash. Like I got to go catch that alpha. And when I did like nothing happened. So then I was kind of like looking for, I was actually went back to that area to look for an Eevee because the Eevee and the Ponitas are in the first area, kind of get in the same general area. And right. I, I don't know. I got like prompted into a cutscene where there was a shiny Ponita. So went up there and caught it and dude, it just felt so awesome to have. I've kind of been saying it for a while, man. Cause like, in most Pokemon games, like you can go through the whole game and not see a shiny and not experience that whole other side that every single Pokemon has like a different coloration to it. And I don't know. I just think it's so cool that this one, I mean, it's part of the story. And I think that that is very cool that it's like prompt you to do that, to get that. So you can get a shiny Ponyta, man, if you go back to that area. That's dope. I got to go back and see if I can find some shinies. I know that there's you know, a lot of people getting shinies that the shiny spawn rate is higher than usual. I know so if you listen closely, you can hear when a shiny spawns. It's pretty dope. And honestly, I don't know. Me personally, I think it should be that way. I've said it for a while. I mean, like I've got a couple of shinies and it just feels so special when you get them because they're so rare. But it's also like because they're so rare, it's like, man, I would never use any of these Pokemon. But it's really cool that I have them as shinies. But so, I mean, it does feel special, but it would be cool if you could try a little bit harder for one specific one and have like a better success rate. You know what I mean? Right. So, I don't know, but very cool. So, I just wanted to share that. Uh, that was a cool experience. So, you should definitely check that part out of Legends Arceus. But have you had anything cool happen to you in the in the story? I think you're six areas in. Anything cool happen? Well, I don't want to give any spoilers now, but yeah, yeah, no spoilers, obviously. But I recently, not really a story thing, but I recently ran into a crowbat 
which is pretty cool. Oh, that's cool. Crobat's a Pokemon I really like. It I found him in a cave, which was really interesting. I was curious how like a cave system would work in Pokemon Legends Arceus. Mm-hmm. Just give him the open world and everything, but it, it works out just fine. It's not oh, that open where like you know the entrance is you just walk in, maybe in the next Pokemon Legends Arceus, but on this one. Yeah, it, it definitely feels like there. I mean, there's so many really cool things about this game, but definitely there's a couple of things that I mean, I personally would tweak, and I, I know that there's a lot of things that other people would tweak as well. So, but I, I still think it's great, man. I think it's a great, I think it's an amazing game. I'm having a lot of fun. Oh, yeah, me too. I'm, I'm really, really enjoying my time with it. I just became a seventh star member. Oh, wow. Yeah, you're, you're a lot further ahead than me. I think I've got four. Maybe five. I, I'm. I think I'm pretty close to getting five, though. How many Pokemon do you have registered in your Pokédex? Mm, I don't know. I'd have to. I'd have to open it up and look. Do you know how big uh, the Pokédex is? It's huge. I, I'm not <laughs> so sure. Well, but last I checked, I have about like 118 that okay. I've registered. Yeah, I'm. I'm having a lot of fun with it, man. I've really been changing my team up a ton because it's kind of one of those things, man. I don't know how you feel about this, but. I just love catching the alpha Pokemon. Like that just feels so cool to me. Do you like those? Do you interact with the alphas very much? Catching the alpha Pokemon. Yeah, I like finding them. Crobat was an alpha Pokemon. Did you put him on your team? Yeah, I did. And then I realized like he's already strong Pokemon. I don't really need to raise one. Oh, I caught a Gibble. Okay. Which I'm really excited to turn into a Garchomp. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah, dude, I'm I'm really pumped, man. I think it's really cool. Actually, tell me before I get into it. Tell me what your team is. Right now, I'm rocking a Kadabra, a Typhlosion, a Curlia, the second evolution of Rolls, a Dusclops. Okay. And it's a really funny story. Dusclops is like I, I got Dusclops from a mission where basically I had to catch him because he was terrorizing this like one guy. He was just <laughs> deathly terror. He was deathly terrified of Dusclops. He couldn't even say his name. And yeah, I added him to my team because I'm hoping I could turn him into his final evolution. And how many Pokemon did I say? You have like 118, I think. No, I mean in my team. Oh, uh, you said the Crobat, Typhlosion, Dusclops, Kadabra, Kadabra. Oh, and and yeah, I have a, I have a Growlithe. A rock and fire type, the new oh, type. It's the Hisuian Growlithe. It looks so cool. Dude, I, I'm going to be honest, man. I'm kind of mad. I mean, like, I'm not mad that I have Typhlosion, but there's so many, like, really cool fire types in this. And I, like, it's just kind of like an opposite for, for like, the, the Shino region. But because, like, right now I have Typhlosion, I have a shiny Ponita that I really want to raise up. And I, it's not on my team right now, but I also, I caught a, a Chimchar, and then I really want to have a Growlithe on my team, but then it's like that's literally four fire types. So I don't know if I can do it. I don't know if I can do it, man. But it's a lot of fire types. Yeah, there there's some really cool fire types in this in this game. So I'll probably end up rocking one or two of them at least. And yeah, man, I'm dude. I've been changing my team up a ton. So I think I still have the what's the the evolution of, of Paris, it's a Parasect. Parasect, yeah. <laughs> so I'm still rocking the Parasect. I've got my Typhlosion. I have a, 
an alpha EV on my team right now that I'm trying to raise its friendship level up, but I might put it back in the pen for now because I really want to raise up some other Pokemon. Got an alpha Snorlax, which dude, that, that Pokemon is just huge. Have you, have you caught the alpha Snorlax? The alpha Snorlax? Yeah, actually I have. Bro, he's like three times your size. He's, he's humongous. Yeah, he's massive. He's a great addition to my team. Yeah, I took him off because just I, know, I wanted to rape other people. You know how it goes. Yeah. And then I have a hair cross, which oh, I'm loving my hair cross, man. I've never had that Pokemon on my team before, but I don't know. He's he's really cool. He's really honestly, he's he's really carrying a lot of weight. It's fighting and fighting and bug, which I think it's kind of interesting. Oh, also I have um the what's the um Oh man, I always forget the name. It's Eevee's evolution, but it's the psychic one. Like Espeon. What about Espeon? So that's the the last member of my team. Okay. But Espeon, I know you love your psychic types. Yeah. Yeah. Love my psychic types, man. I don't know exactly what I'm gonna do because I I have an an Alpha Eevee and I want to turn the Alpha Eevee into something, but I already have an Espeon. I actually have an Umbreon and a Leafeon as well, but I'm not using them right now. So I kind of, I think I'm just going to wait and see with the Alpha EV and just maybe like hold on to it and see what, what kind of spot I have on my team. Cause I really want to have a fairy type. I really want to have like some fairy type Pokemon. And I don't think I have any fairy type Pokemon at the moment. So kind of just waiting to see who's going to take that, take that spot. And, but I, I think it's funny because I had a point where I pretty much had like all the big alpha Pokemon from the first area. And I thought it was funny because they were all bug and normal type. Actually, I had, I think it maybe three or four alpha bug type Pokemon on my team at one point, just because I was, anytime I'd catch like a big alpha that was a high level, I'd put it on my team for a little bit. And I just thought that was funny because I pretty much saw all those in the first area. And I was like, of course, the first area has a ton of bug Pokemon. And I just thought it was funny. It is funny because the first area is like kind of close to Ternivores too. So it's a lot yeah. of Pokemon sprawling. Yeah. Yeah. I thought that, that was cool. I thought you'd appreciate that. But I think that's cool, man. So I'm really excited to see like when we get to the snowy regions, like what those Pokemon are. I haven't, I mean, obviously I'm only three regions in, but like lots of Obama snows. Okay. And I heard that Sneasel has a new form. Have you seen the new form of Sneasel? Yeah, I have. I, I don't really <laughs> You don't even remember him? Is that what you said? No, I said I'm not a huge fan. Oh, okay. Do you want to say the new typing, or do you think it's a spoiler? Poison. He's poison fighting. Poison fighting? Really? Yeah. Yeah. So do you have to have a... Oh, my gosh. Hold on. I'm, I'm losing it. What's his, what's his first evolution? Is Sneasel... Sneasel is the second evolution, right? Sneasel's the first. What's, what's the... Wh- What's the second name? evolution is Weavile. Oh my gosh, Weavile. So is, is Weavile poison finding or is the Sneasel? The Weavile is dark and ice. That's weird. That's weird that they, so, that they change so up so they, much. They switched the first guy to the poison and fighting, which is weird. So when he evolves, he turns into huh. really interesting. Yeah, that is interesting. Yeah, I guess we'll have to. I don't know. I'm really excited to see that one. So. Maybe I'll add one of those to my team, but 
I was kind of hoping there oh. would be a new fairy type. Oh, it's one of those. It's one of those things where you can evolve it into either a Sneasler or a Weavile, right? Oh. So I think if you turn if you turn your po- your poison and fighting Sneasel into a male, I believe it becomes a Weavile. But if you turn it into a female, it becomes a Sneasler. Okay. Yeah, I'll have to look into that to see what happens at see what happens when so, I get one of those. That's really dope. I want a Sneasler now. It's a new Pokemon, really. Or just a different form. But yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, I'm having a good time with it. But well man, that's about all I really had. I mean, I'm I'm still having a blast with it. I think it's a great Pokemon game and you'll probably hear more on it from us in the future as we make our way through it more. But do you have anything else you want to say on it? Honestly, no, I think I'm ready to move on to the next. Gotcha, man. Well, I think, you know, I think we might have to to talk about some Ollie Ollie World, man. Have you have you heard about this game at all? I mean, I know you've heard about it from me, but have you heard about it in your own circle outside of me at all? Not at all. <laughs> Not surprising, man. It is an indie game, but it is honestly, it, I think it, it got a, a spotlight in a Nintendo Indie Direct, but this is on every platform. It's across all platforms, and I highly recommend you get it. It's a 39 $99 game. Actually, it might be $29.99. And this is the third iteration, the third one in the franchise, but they're all standalone. And it has an 87 on Metacritic, which I just say that. I just, I don't know. I just say that because it, it's, it's $29.99. Just, yeah, $29.99. It is, it is so fun. Like, seriously, if you haven't heard of this game, Ollie Ollie World, look up the artwork of it. It is just so rad, man. And it's basically a skateboarding game. But it's 2D, so it's kind of like a downhill jam kind of thing. And you kind of do combos. And so basically you have like a couple feet and you can like speed up and then you can do a trick. And then you do the trick either on the jump or you do a grind or like a wall grind. or And you're doing all these tricks and you're just building up speed as you're going down a hill or down a route. And there's like checkpoints and dude, it is so fun. Straight up, like as this 2D skating game, it is just so much fun on its own. And probably one of the like, chillest, most fun, like platforming experiences you can have in gaming, but it's also a skate game. But here's the thing, Brandon, here's where it gets a little bit crazy. I don't know if you're quite ready for this. <laughs> so there's this huge overarching story to the skate game. And might have to sit down for this one, Brandon, because it's a little bit out there. But basically, you are skating in this world called Rad- Radlandia. So they, they use a lot of, uh, I don't know, I guess like lingo in this, in this world. So you're in, you're skating in Radlandia, and you are skating to try and replace the skate wizard. And the skate wizard is a person that lives in Radlandia, and they are kind of like a liaison between them and the skate gods and the skate gods live in Nirvana and it's not Nirvana, not spelled N I R it's Nirvana spelled G N A R as in gnarly. So it is a gnarly Nirvana. You're skating in Radlandia. You're trying to gain the favor of the skate gods so that you can become the next skate wizard because the old skate wizard wants to retire. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you get all that 
That's hilarious. Yeah. Bro, and it is like, honestly, it is just so much fun. And at each of these levels, you kind of, it kind of looks like if you're looking down on it, it's like an isometric view. And there's a bunch of different areas. And when you're looking down on it, it kind of looks like a Super Mario world where you can see like the different levels. And after you go to one, you can go back to it at any time. And the soundtrack is like a very low-key, lo-fi soundtrack you have a skater that you can customize like i've got like some blue skin that has like this crazy tats and i keep changing my like helmet or my hat like sometimes i'll have a crazy hairdo sometimes i'll have like a helmet sometimes i'll have this it's kind of like a hat but it has like two beer cans on the side of it i mean they're not beer cans but like you kind of know like that's what it is it's like two beer cans and like these crazy straws that come into the mouth and you basically you meet all these crazy characters and so when you when you start off and you click one of these levels you're prompted to either listen to the dialogue or you can skip it and it basically they say like one or two things or then they ask you a question and you can hit like no i just want to skate or i'll skate you later or like something like that or you can hit a so if you hit b it'll just let you skate and if you hit a you can listen to the dialogue so if you you can kind of interact with it as you want i personally am absolutely loving the dialogue I think it's so much fun. You kind of have this whole crew of people. And I'm going to tell you about the crew really quick, Brandon, because it's really funny. Basically, there's like the skate wizard, right? And she just looks super dope. She has this like headband that has an eye on it. And it kind of just looks like an all-seeing eye, but it's like a headband. And every now and then the eye on her headband will blink. So <laughs> it's just, it's super rad. And she's got this like pipe and it's kind of looks like a corn cob pipe but like, it doesn't look weird. Like it looks kind of cool. And she's like constantly smoking, but it's not, it's not smoke. It's like bubbles. And like, let's say you're, yeah. And it also like, she serves a very specific mechanic in the game to where she also like works as her, your checkpointing. And that's kind of another role that the skate wizard has. So basically like if you fall off a jump, you get surrounded, like you crash really gnarly and then you kind of transform into the bubbles that she's smoking. And then you can just start back at the checkpoint. So this game is very forgiving. Like I said, it's the third game in their franchise. I played the first one on my 3DS. I didn't play the second one, but this one is just so fun. That, like you don't need to jump into the other ones. I promise. This one is by far the best. Just check it out if you're interested. And so she is like number one person on the crew. Then there's your dad, right? Well, he's not really your dad. And they kind of go into that. Everybody calls him dad. And he just owns like rad dad skate shop. And basically he's always like showering you guys in merch. And he's just like very cool. But he kind of has like this whole green jumpsuit kind of thing. He's got like elbow pads and knee pads and a helmet. And one of the first dialogue options, there's Susie and Mike. And they're both on your crew as well. So it's the skate wizard, dad, Mike, and Susie. And Susie is kind of like the person that films you and she just likes to film you doing rad tricks. And Mike has a skating magazine and you're kind of all like you, as you go from each level, if you choose to interact with the dialogue, they kind of like tell you these funny things and it kind of like world builds a little bit. And you come to find out that there's one about dad and everyone's like, yeah, he's not really our dad, but we just call him dad. And he's like, yeah, dad's my nickname. I got it from my father. <laughs> it's just like... We it's just funny things like that. And I remember there was this, in this one dialogue 
on this one level. And it's actually, it's really funny, Brandon, because it's just honestly at its core, it's this like probably honestly the dopest skateboarding video game that exists. And I stand by that. Blake's stamp of approval, the raddest skateboarding game that exists. And it, it's just funny because if you choose to interact with the dialogue, like there's this one level where the skate wizard was talking about how like you just have to be in like a flow state and sometimes you just need to feel not skate like you can't think and just like get in that flow which is one of the best things about this game it's just like going through a level and just like doing all these tricks and it you do all of your tricks with just the joystick like just one joystick so it's like very easy but it also like there's a huge skill ceiling so like you can get through a level and get like a thousand points, maybe 10,000, which I mean, like it, it doesn't matter. It's very arbitrary, but there's also like, you can look online and see that people have gotten like millions of points on the same level. So there's like, you can get through it very easily, but then you can also like really ramp it up if you want to do like a ton of combos and stuff like that. So there's stuff for everybody, but basically there's just one level and the skate wizard is telling you about like yeah you just got to get into the flow and then she like drops a line about like being in the flow state and then it's like yeah, you just gotta feel the skate gods you know and Susie, which is like the, the camera person she's like uh, that sounds a little far out there to me and then at the end of the level mike saying like oh i'm gonna totally put you on the cover of my magazine and then Susie's like yeah the whole story is basically gonna be five weirdos convince this one dude to become a skate wizard and pretend to be blessed by the skate gods and and so she's like very much like mocking the religion and it's kind of just but like the skate wizard is like literally right there you can like she flies around sometimes so it's <laughs> it's just funny man i just think it's crazy that they explore those kind of things just in this like skate game. it's also fun that like you don't even have to engage with like that at all and it's just every character has their own like quirks and their own thing. And actually this Susie character, she's cracks me up, man, because there was this one level where like we started and everybody on the crew was kind of like, oh, like good luck, man. And I think I think it was dad, maybe or somebody was like, you know, I think there's like some kind of skate shop around here. Like we should go check it out. And then you get to the end of the level and Susie like, oh, that was so sick. I totally got you getting that trick or whatever. And she's like, where are the others? Oh, yeah, they totally ditched you to go to the the skate shop and she's like me well you know there's no ethical consumption in late capitalism like i don't really think i want to buy any more skate gear i've got all the skate gear i need and i was just like wait what like, Susie? what are you trying to say here so it was just it was really funny Susie started spitting i know i know dude for real but yeah i mean like you don't have to engage with that at all and i just think that that's funny that that's there and also like i didn't talk about it at all but the art is just incredible. It's super silly, very vibey. And the soundtrack, I think I mentioned it earlier, but it's very like lo-fi beats kind of, and it just like totally fits with the flow of it. So if you're interested in this game at all, watch a trailer, check out the art because I don't know, I just think it's so vibey. Actually, if you're gonna get this game, like check out the character customization because it is insane. There is some crazy, crazy cool customization that you can do and I don't know, Brandon, I really wish that you would get it because if you got it, they have these really cool options to where like Nintendo friends, 
so like let's say there's like a loading screen and we were friends on switch online i'd be able to see your character doing a trick whenever i'm loading in the screen and if we're friends you can also see like what your score is so like let's say you bought this today and you started playing the first level and we're friends you would see my scores and you could potentially try and like beat my score on that level I see. And, and there's a lot of online stuff as well so i don't know man i think this is just an incredible indie game and i mean it's on everything so like you know plug and play on the xbox or playstation and with your friends listen you're gonna have the same kind of experience but right i just absolutely love it man i haven't played in handheld yet and i kind of got it on the switch because i was like this is the perfect thing to be able to like take and go somewhere so i and it runs great on switch like we kind of talk about how the switch is showing its age this this game runs great on the switch i think it i've seen some things online where somebody did like a they tested like the FPS of it and they were like, well, it's, a, it's like performing very well. And then, I mean, obviously like if the switch can run it, everything else can run it better. So <laughs> I guess pick whichever console you want, but I mean, this game is, this game is something special. I actually, I think I've probably played it about half the time I played Legends Arceus, which is, is crazy. And they work so well in tandem together, Brandon, because like, if I'm ever feeling like, oh, like, I just had a great time in this open world, but I feel like I didn't get anything accomplished. You know, boot up Ali Ali World, play it for 15 minutes, and I cruised through two levels and just did some like crazy cool tricks and, you know, unlocked a new skateboard that I put on my character, you know, so yeah. it's very fun. And yeah, I don't know, Ali Ali World, man, there's so much that you can do. You can really, then there's like six different challenges per level. And at first I was really kind of, completing them all but now i'm kind of just like completing the ones that i want like there's some options that like i could if i completed these three i'd get a dress but it's like i don't think i would wear the dress not i mean not that i have anything against it it's just i'm trying to like you know i have limited hours on this earth trying to unlock the things i want to unlock so i mean you can yeah you can yeah. you can kind of interact with it how you want you know and i mean some of them are really cool so I don't know. Check it out, man. Check out Ali Ali World. Um, definitely at least watch a trailer. That game is sick. Ali Ali World. You heard it first here, folks. Check it out. Bro, you got to get it, man. I might peer pressure you into this one. <laughs> oh, no. Peer pressure. <laughs> Scary. That's sick, man. All right, dude. You want to talk about, talk about your game next? So, yeah, I'm going to just transition over into another open world game, which we compared to <laughs> Legends of Arceus when we started this episode. And that's going to be Breath of the Wild. You hear us talk about it so much, and that's because it's an amazing game. It's just that good. You should play it if you're doubting. Yeah, I've been playing a lot of Breath of the Wild, just trying to complete this shrine, this divine Baruta. It's an elephant shrine. Oh, dude, I haven't gotten there yet. I don't know. I don't know which one that is. So I'm, I'm in that elephant and I'm like trying to figure out how I can unlock the treasure. Okay. And that is just a lot of like puzzle really at this point. And it's kind of discouraging. I, I kind of just want to like get away from it and come back to it at some point. Because it's yeah. just, it's a lot. I'm going to be honest, man. I, I don't know if, man, I don't feel bad about it. But I, I feel like you can't feel bad about this. 
like I said, like with the Ollie World, Ollie World, man, like we have limited hours on this earth. There's a lot of games that we want to play. If you can't figure out a puzzle, odds are, like you're a very smart dude. Odds are it just wasn't designed well or it wasn't presented to you well. And I'm going to be honest, I had the, the I've done one Divine Beast. I think it was Nerobus is the one that I did. And I was just like sitting there and I had figured out the shrine, but there was like a treasure chest and I, I really wanted the chest and I just couldn't figure out how to do it. I tried like three things and I eventually, I was like, I'm just going to look it up. Like I'm sick of trying, like I've wasted like 10 minutes on this. Like when you're like trying to figure something out in a video game, like a puzzle like that, sometimes it's like, I feel like I'm literally wasting my life. It's like, you're, it's preventing you from doing the thing that the game is designed for. And like the thing that the game is, you know, what works about it. So I feel like you should have no shame in just looking up like a guide or a walkthrough on how to like get through that puzzle. Hey man, I mean, if you're going to be like, if you want to be stubborn, like more power to you, but I don't know, man, I feel like for me, it helped me a lot. Cause I was like, Oh, literally I never would have tried that. Cause I didn't think that that was something that you could do. And Damn, so my, dude, that's, I can't do that, dude. That's like a math problem. Like, I that's knew like me just that, like searching up, <laughs> searching up the solution to a math problem. You just got to struggle and figure it out. Hey, man, I'm going to say no shame in it, dude. I like to enjoy my time in games. So. <laughs> no, that makes sense. I mean, I, obviously, it discourages me from playing. I just get off of it and I go play Legends Arceus. So, yeah, you know, man, I mean, things like that stop are... you from progressing forward in the game which is not a good thing i mean those those kind of things do kind of suck but it is one of those experiences where if you do finally figure it out like it does feel more rewarding you know and i definitely think you should get through it and push through you know i mean honestly how long could it take and that's true but it's like breath of the wild is like one of those titles that I'm in no rush to like get through. I get that. If I'm stuck playing this, I'm stuck in that part, I'm stuck in that part. But you know what? At least I know that, you know, I went through this world exploring it and I didn't, you know, take, I didn't have all the money. Like it was just me exploring this world. So yeah. Dude, it's kind of uh, like us with our content. Yeah. Dude, I want to get back in Breath of the Wild, dude. Just hearing you. I don't know. Like you literally talked, you, did, you hardly talked about it. And I'm just like, oh my gosh, I want to get into it. <laughs> but I guess the reason I asked, I don't necessarily feel the same way about Pokemon Legends Arceus. I feel like I, I really like it. I mean, I don't know. I mean, you're not really, we're not comparing apples and we're kind of comparing apples and oranges here. But when I get into to Pokemon Legends Arceus, like I, I am enjoying it because I like, know the pokemon already and like i know the lore and like i just love getting like the one-liners that like just change how i think about the world you know and you know i'm kind of starting to wonder with legends arceus like how i don't know did you do that drift bloom episode or not episode the kid playing with the drift bloom at the prelude beach yeah yeah no i wasn't able to i wasn't able to find that little kid really and i gave up on that it's actually, it's really easy to find, man. So, like, you know where the, the balloon thing is? The balloon range? No. Okay, it's actually, man, it's, it's even simpler than that. If you walk out toward to go to the beach, right, and you, you just follow literally the same path that you walked when you originally started up the game and you had to catch Professor Layton's 
You had to like catch his three Pokemon. Yeah. It's literally like right there at the beach. There's like a shack and it's right next to a pier or whatever. But you have to do it at dusk. So you have to go at nightfall. So it's not there if you go at like any other time of day. So you have to like go into the, go into your shack. You have to sleep until nightfall and then you have to, to go there. That makes sense. But I, I'm not going to spoil it then. So I guess I'll say what I was going to say about Pokemon Legends Arceus after you, after you do that. <laughs> and I mean, like, I will say this, Blake, you know, I wouldn't search it up for, for Breath of the Wild. I wouldn't search up like how to solve the divine beast, but I would search it up on, on this game on Legends Arceus just because I want it. I mean, these side quests are just not, you can tell they weren't designed in a way where it's like, oh, I, you know, we really want the player to have, you know, enjoy this process. It was kind of yeah. the way where it's just like, we need to throw something in this game that, you know, kind of add a different facet to just the main story. Right. You know, we'll incentivize players to, interact more with the stuff that you pick up in the world right yeah yeah definitely like for pokemon legends are you there a lot i don't know it feels like a lot of fluff a lot of filler but i mean it's pokemon so i'm i'm enjoying it but like i can see if you're a new player they're just not designed in the same way whereas like the the divine beast like there's only four of them and they're like huge that mean a lot to the game so exactly yeah yeah i guess i can i can see yeah i can see that yeah, man, I guess just, I don't know, one thing I always do when I'm stuck is I guess just go through, I don't know, man, I was pissed. So basically what you had to do for the thing that I was stuck on, you had to like freeze it, right? You had to freeze it in time, then shoot yeah. shoot the chain off with your bow and arrow, and then you had to catch it with the magnet. So I don't know. I was a little bit mad about that. So maybe it's one of those things where. Like that's something, I said, that sounds amazing. Like that's something you could literally spend days just not fucking just looking at it like how the fuck do i do this yeah how do i do this yeah and it's one of eventually figure it out like it'll eventually click if you understand the mechanics of that and just look at it enough it'll eventually click i'm pretty sure yeah because i mean it's one of those things where it's like when you pull up your your shiga slate i think there were a couple things that i could like do to it that like it wasn't how you solved it like you you know what i mean like yeah, like technically I could like freeze it or whatever, but like that doesn't necessarily mean that that's how I would have solved that situation, you know? And no, and those things are like, and they just, they're so difficult. If you know what we're talking about with these trials, you're just like, fuck, like that's so annoying, you know? <laughs> but it's still something that like, it's something to a game when a game is annoyingly difficult and you're, you, you're able to, you know, progress forward. It just feels that much more rewarding. Yeah, it's it's kind of, you know, it kind of comes down to like just the complexity of it. And you know that it was, even though it's complex and challenging, like a human designed this for you, you know, or like a group of humans. So I don't know. I always feel like that appreciation when I'm playing something like that. So yeah, I can totally see how it's different, man. But also to anybody else that looked up a guy, like no shame, man. <laughs> Oh, yeah, no, no shame at all. Like, honestly, Blake makes a really good point. Just, you know, these are these are games. There's a lot of games out there. Yeah. Games require time. You know, that's something we've talked about since the beginning of this podcast. And it's something that we want our listeners to be conscious about. We don't want our listeners to just be, you know, 
video game 24 7 you know you can yeah you can't man balance you can't dude and you know sometimes that's balance. yeah dude sometimes i struggle with that myself man like i don't like put video games like ahead of anything else in my life but sometimes i'm just like man i really feel like i should be playing something this week for the podcast and i don't know it's just like i just don't have time and sometimes you don't man so if you gotta take care of some of your own stuff don't feel bad about it games will always be there they'll always be there at the end of the day at the beginning of the day you know so they're not going anywhere and this year i think in particular is going to be challenging for that i think a lot of people the view game are going to be you know faced with this because there's a lot of games that are coming out this year that people want to check out because over the last couple of years you know game development has been slowed just because of the pandemic and Things are also opening up slowly but surely, you know, I mean, fingers crossed, you know, barring no more variants, things are getting better. So there's, you're going to be faced with, you know, doing things in in real life and also playing video games and hey man, like go do something else. Like video games will always be there. We need to live our lives too. Seriously. That's something we always promote here is just balance. Mm-hmm. Try to try to balance, you know, your video game play, just just everything. You know, try to keep everything balanced as best as you can. But man, back back to Breath of the Wild, man. Yeah, dude, I I've yet to get a home, and it's something I can't stop thinking about. Honestly, how I'm homeless. I need a <laughs> I need a house. <laughs> Have you found it yet? No, dude, <laughs> and that's part of the reason why I'm like I'm over here doing a divine, you know, shrine like. I don't even have a home, you know, so you know, I, man, I need it, to get my priorities straight in this game. It does. It does almost nothing for you, man. I, the only thing that it does is you can like go to sleep in your bed and you can like reheal yourself. And that is can really you fast travel to it. No, you can't. You have to fast travel oh, to the shrine oh, in the, that's like in the town. And then you walk to it. Oh man. What the. So it like, I don't know, for me personally, it makes me feel cozy, but like it is not something that you need to have. Do you want me to tell you which town it's in? Nah, I'll keep it as a surprise. Well, I don't know, man. You probably probably should have gotten to it at this point. I think it was like my third or fourth town that I got to, maybe like second or third. I don't know. That's the thing, is like it's such a different gameplay for everyone. So yeah, honestly, this could <laughs> I hate to say it, man. This could be the last village you get to, you know what I mean? So, but it, it's just, no, it's waiting for you. It's like a couple grand. So just save up, be cognizant of the, the rupees that you're spending and, and you'll find it. Well, let's get into this last title you have for us, which I'm really excited about. You've sent me a lot of photos of this and dude, it's just, it's a Marvel title. Yeah. Great. Some great movies out there. I love this universe, the cinematic mm-hmm. universe, the comic books. I've yet to read, but I would love to fucking get into those. Man, just get right into it. Yeah, Guardians of the Galaxy, the new game that came out last year for Marvel. Man, there, there's so much that this game does well. It has a gr- oh my gosh. I mean, you know me, I love the art style. This yeah. game, it just hits that like retro futurism so well, man. And it really totally. does that. Yeah, it does that thing where there's a lot of bright colors and everything. Honestly, I would say if Star Wars is more like grays and browns this is like neon yellows and pinks and blues like, <laughs> it really is awesome man 
and it, it's it a very really, like futuristic punk kind of color yes that yeah that's exactly it man futuristic punk and it really honestly it is a very punk game i'm not gonna really there are a couple like very sweet and tender moments i'm not gonna spoil anything like that but i mean there's just so much to this and there's so much complexity in in the game in the systems and it it really I've, so okay, so I guess I'll just start out and say I've never played a game like this. I've never played anything like this, and it's not in the same way as Breath of the Wild. So like Breath of the Wild is like an open world. You've never played. You've never played anything like it because you can go and climb on anything, do anything, pick up pretty much anything, and that's an example of how like Breath of the Wild is like something new and cool. I've never played anything like it. Guardians of the Galaxy is something that feels very familiar and then it does something that has never i personally have never experienced in a game so if you're just like playing this game baseline right it is very much like a third person action adventure game and you have these guns because you're star lord and you like shoot some shit up but you also have rocket boots because you're star lord and you can fly around and it's really cool and there's like platforming and puzzle solving and it feels very third person action adventure and i'm a huge fan of the tomb raider games and this is developed by square enix which is the same company actually i think edos montreal is a studio within square enix and i think they they edos montreal had a hand in both this game and the tomb raider games so like that kind of aspects of it feel very familiar to me and those aspects are great like they're in a lot of triple a third person adventure games You've experienced a lot of those things before. And a lot of people were knocking it because of that. But here's the thing, Brandon. Yeah, I bet. Yeah, and then, like, it didn't do great. It did, I mean, it didn't... There were a lot of people that were like, this game's amazing. And I don't necessarily know if people at the time could really pin down what that was. But right. when you're in this, like, you're Peter Quill. And you're Peter Quill based in the comics. So you're not Andy from Parks and Rec. <laughs> you're not. <laughs> you're not Mario. Gosh, what's his Chris Pratt? You're not Chris Pratt. You were a very punk teenage guy, like in his early 20s, and that's Star Lord. And he very much like is the leader of the Guardians of the Galaxy. And he honestly has a lot of characteristics that a great leader would have. And one of those being that you can listen. Being a leader is a lot about listening. And let me tell you, Brandon, you listen to so much in this game. So much of this game is all the other Guardians of the Galaxy just chatting and bickering and like starting shit with each other and like then just like getting on each other's sides. And it's very much like being a part of a team. And you really feel like you're part of the Guardians of the Galaxy just because they're like literally nonstop. Everybody is pretty much nonstop talking in this game. In the beginning, uh, Drax is like giving Gamora so much shit because she's a daughter of Thanos. And also like something to keep in mind, this is based on the comics. And basically in the comic run that I guess the multiverse or not multiverse, like the Thanos with the Infinity Gauntlet, I guess that run of Marvel was, was originally a comic series. And in that comic series, Drax kills Thanos. Okay. And so basically like everybody knows Drax is the the slayer of Thanos and he he's very much like a dumb you know like a dumb muscular guy like you kind of know Drax but in this one he's a lot more intense a lot more confident like he 
he killed Thanos, you know, and, but I mean, like, he's also dealing with the grief of, you know, having his entire family killed and trying to be a part of this family. And right. Like you kind of are, have this like side mission where you're trying to find a translator for Groot because like you can't really understand him and you keep saying like oh like Groot I wish I could understand you better and like sometimes I feel like I don't always get everything when when Rocket you know is translated through you like I'd love to be able to talk to just you and it's just funny because like you kind of feel like as you're going through it like Groot says I am Groot so much in this game that you kind of feel like you're starting to get what he means by saying I am Groot and rocket is always chatting and oh my gosh i feel like <laughs> drax dude he's literally always picking on rocket and like he just like constantly is like oh let the rodent do it or like make the rodent do it he's like make the rodent do it <laughs> and it's, <laughs> it's just like that. so funny because like you caught like if so basically you can in these situations let's say like drax is talking shit about Gamora and Gamora can hear you can like stick up for Gamora and if you can also do nothing so basically the default is you do nothing and if you want to say in a dialogue like you have to like choose it so it's like you can either a lot of times like Drax will just say shit and it's like you can either defend a team member or egg him on <laughs> and sometimes I most of the time I, I like defend defend but sometimes like I'll egg him on and then it's like if you egg him on, like sometimes that'll lead to like a, a crazy dialogue drop or, you know, sometimes Rocket, I don't know, Drax was like trying to solve a problem by doing something that Rocket would have been upset by. And I like stuck up for Rocket and I got like a Rocket appreciate you sticking up for him. And then later after the mission, we got back to the Milano and I was able to get this crazy intimate dialogue with um, rocket and basically oh man i mean i'm not going to spoil anything but basically like rocket's backstory is like super effed up and it, it like it's really intense so i i mean like i think that everybody you know deals with trauma you know through the war because it, it very much i don't know the way that it's portrayed in this it's like in the aftermath of you know a galactic war and a lot of you know, like there's a lot of traumas and hurts with that. So it, it basically, what I'm trying to say, that was very long-winded, but basically like the third person action adventure game doesn't really break any barriers, but what breaks the barriers is that you getting to choose the dialogue with the people around you and how you can have an impact by either staying silent or taking a side in an argument or not even an argument, just like normal dialogue. So it's very, very cool in that way. And I mean, obviously, like the combat is pretty cool. You can make Root hold down people in combat and you can make Gamora like do a, a surgical strike and like really like hurt an enemy and you can have Rocket throw some grenades and it's really fun. So kind of, I guess to kind of give you like a fifth uh, or I guess like a percentage, I would say it's like 60-40. I mean, that's kind of how I've been. I, I don't know. I guess you could go like 50-50 on the just being on the Milano and having dialogue options or like being out on a mission. So when you're out on a mission, like you also have that going on, but it's like, I mean, it's kind of hard to focus on the dialogue when you're cutting up some enemies versus like when you're on the Milano, there's nothing to do but hang out and talk to the people on the ship, which is the galaxy. So 
you can and you can choose when you're on the Milano like you can choose to do as much as you want if you wanted to and you don't really want to have these conversations and interact with the the guardians like you can just jump off to the next mission or right now like I'm kind of trying to chat with everybody and Gamora's like Peter like we have to go we like why are you chatting with Groot like let's get out of here and I don't know it's it's kind of interesting just getting to know you know these characters that we've known in like the movies or if you've known them in the comics like just in like a different way so and I personally think it works a lot better I personally like these arcs more than in the movies and I I mean I was introduced to them through the movies but I think I like them more in this this version so I'd love to see more Guardians of the Galaxy through this so it's awesome man I'm glad you like it man I'm glad you're enjoying Guardians of the Galaxy and dude I want to hear more about it and it definitely sounds like a really fun title and I know you're going to be playing dude, it a lot. I feel like I talked a lot there. Do you have any questions about that? Like, do you have any questions about like systems or anything? I also cut you off, so sorry about that. That's <laughs> uh, okay, dude. Not really. I don't really have any questions. I'm about ready to wrap this one up. All right. Well, that's Guardians of the Galaxy, Ollie Ollie World, Pokemon Legends Arceus, and Breath of the Wild. Yeah, I think it was a great episode, man. Thanks so much for listening to everyone. And do you have anything else you want to say, Brandon? Thank you so much for tuning in. Super appreciate all of you. I would appreciate it if you all supported the Patreon, shared that, looked at our Instagram page, gave us some likes, gave us a follow, shared that with some friends. And uh, yeah, thank you so much for tuning in. Really appreciate it. And uh, play some video games. Yeah, definitely. And if you if you like the show, the best way to help us, other than what Brandon said, is to just share with a friend. You know, we're really proud of this and love to see it grow. So if you could share it with a friend, that would also help us out a ton. Awesome. All right, man. I think I'm good to end it up. Yeah, me too. All right. Well, peace in the Ollie Ollie streets. I'll see you in Nirvana. <laughs> peace in the streets. <laughs>